tasting blood here. This is not good. I frequently think about the eroticism of robot on robot violence. A gremlin alien that eats its own poop. You are listening to the After the Fact Podcast. Do you not want to have sex with me? Are you not aroused? There was a game where there was one pixel throwing numbers at another pixel. <laughs> I could probably drop a couple hundred hours into that. Classic gaming by geeks just like you. If I were playing it on an original NES, I probably would not have an original NES anymore. Is this a Final Fantasy related anything? Oh, it's 10 out of 10. And now your hosts, Luke Matthews. If you're anywhere near a wall, the enemies will come out of the wall and butt rape you like some greasy sex offender. Matthew Coyne. Bad guys can shoot around a corner and I have to still walk through their fire, taking it in the ass so I could go put my gun in their mouth. And Mike Dupatrillo. Why does a dude comprised of some developer's ball fetish amount to anything that would be put on earth to clean up our used sperm couches? What, you you don't buy strange Japanese superhero and lesbian porn on your credit card? What the fuck is wrong with you? God, there is actually a company that makes porn that is extremely funny. Like, they're like... (laughs) I'd love to see You know, know, like, there's the typical bad porn with terrible acting, and you're like, just get to the... Where you smash your uglies together and, you know, do the thing. Right. This is actually really good <laughs> it's like they do what was it uh like zombie apocalypse yeah. <laughs> there's a like really awesome it. there's a really awesome uh batman porn that is like it's based on the 60s batman right so it's like oh. it's old school like adam west style batman except oh, really? it's <laughs> except it's porn and the funny thing about it is that there that when you get Carrying the dvd the bomb over their head when you get the dvd there is a version of the movie that you can watch that has no explicit sex in it at all and you can just watch it for as though it's like an old Batman episode, That's and it's funny. actually it's actually supposed to be like I've seen the trailer for it, and I'm like, it's actually like there's some legitimate legitimate homages to the original show and some pretty funny shit, and the actors in it are not awful, you know, they're yeah. not they're they're campy, but they're not terrible. It might know? be the same studio. Uh, they just do really creative, funny stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, like. They're they're very tongue in cheek, and they're like, and there we make a- we bump uglies for a living. We're attractive, and we can act. Like, why not make more money by being naked and <laughs> acting? <laughs> well, and there isn't a single person, there isn't a single kid on the planet that watched the original Batman show and didn't want to see Julie Newmar naked. Not one, nobody. You know, yeah, so. I'd even put up with Adam West naked to see Julie Newmar naked. Exactly. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, w- I would have totally just been like, you know, whatever. I'll take Adam West naked and Bootsy his cat. And <laughs> to see Julie Newmar naked. And hey. and Robin? Well, I have my standards. <laughs> There's a lot of Let's gay... Let's not push it. I was thinking that was there was some, some opportunity for lots of gay sex. Put that bomb down, Batman. <sighs> 
<laughs> ah, bat porn. Boy. I think this is the wrong podcast for bat porn. That should be a, a trade secrets thing. There we go. Trade Secrets, guest starring Micatron and Matthew, talking about Batman doing what? <laughs> Adam West for, okay, yeah, with Julie Newmar. Yeah, I don't know, maybe. That's that's a tough one. Is that a batarang in your pants or you have to see me? <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode 40 of the After the Fact podcast. I am Luke Matthews. Round numbers. Round numbers. That's me. Uh, I am Luke Matthews. I am here today with Micatron. Round numbers. And Matthew Coyne. Hello, everybody. Uh, this episode is going to be all about uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening DX on the Game Boy Color. Uh, episode Yeah, exactly. Legend Zelda Triforce Ganondorf <laughs> Dark Side Master Sword Super Mega Fight Yoshi 2 Awakening. Exactly. Uh, uh, as with every episode DX. of <laughs> Z. The third. Third strike. <laughs> <laughs> down, sir. Down. Hyper. Um, Hyper fighting edition <laughs> championship. <laughs> Wait, wrong company, not Capcom. So uh, uh, if you're wondering why I, I don't have the energy to put a kibosh on Micatron's ranting this episode, it's because I've got a severe back spasm going Woo-hoo! on. So not only am I in a shitload of pain, but I'm also hopped up on muscle relaxers and uh, Percocet. So you may even shit his pants. It's entirely possible. Uh, <laughs> I I may very well just fall asleep on this table while we're working on the podcast. So we're going to distra- describe to you the actions oh. that Luke is performing. Luke I right now I is c- on the painkiller of kings, baby. Let me tell you. I'm so like I'm sitting here, and it's just it's fucking painful and uncomfortable just to sit here and do He's this making so humping motions i really am i'm just like pants. <laughs> i'm trying I just to watch comfort- him watched him wash down some painkillers with some beer <laughs> life is grand classy yeah classy, classy. Classy. Dry humping the kardashians on the connect after washing down some painkillers with oh, beer God, man. they gotta make that game they do have to make- i'm gonna make that game are you kidding <laughs> dry, <laughs> humping the dry humping the kardashians you yeah. got herpes you're like, fuck Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's one of the achievements, actually, isn't it? Oh. It's 20 gamer points. It's called Incurable. <laughs> yeah. So I have The condom broke. The only video game other than Link's Awakening that I have played in the last week and a half has been... Uh, I barely, 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 like... 30 minutes worth started Mass Effect. You've got a lot right. of work to do. So, oh, I know. But I, congratulations. Yeah, it's awesome. Welcome uh, to a wonderful series. It, it, yes, I'm <laughs> I'm assuming I will get more into it. I know that in my in my absolutely tiny amount of time I've spent with it, I I hate the voice acting already. Um, but yeah. hopefully I I've I've seen stuff from Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3 and I and that gets significantly better. Yes. So, um, but the first the first half hour of this game, the only good voice actor in the entire thing is David Keith, and um, or is it Keith David? Does I always he get the play? two. He's a uh, he's the Caden. he's the commander, the oh. black guy. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Is he an, uh, is he an admiral? Captain. No, he's a uh, uh, Captain Anderson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the rest of the voice I've only acting, including the second one, so I could have injected a spoiler in there for you. Oh, uh, the voice of Shepard is terrible. Um, it just, the female shepherd is actually a lot better than the male. Oh, shepherd. maybe I'll go back yes. and create a femship then. Yeah, I have femship no... is better than manship. Okay, 
Um, it's better to look at. Come well, maybe on. I'll just we do that anyway because before. then maybe I'll just do that anyway because then I can actually engage in lesbian sex with aliens later. That's so. good. You've taken your first step into a larger world. <laughs> you can have sex with everybody. Yeah. Um, uh, I can see. I can see how it's going to be fun uh, because I. I like Bioware doesn't really make bad games. No. Um, and I'm, I don't know that I'm going to be able to get hardcore into it because I still haven't even touched infamous two yet and need to, um, you have to, before three comes out, have to what you have to beat one and two. Oh, I, no, I understand. Out. And uh, no, I don't, I have to, no, beat one and t- I have to beat one and two before I play three, but I, I'm probably not going to buy three on launch. Like it's just not, I've got I've got so many games I'm buying this year already that I don't know that um and then I'm kind of three is Mass Effect is not high uh, on my I've list right a now. A lot of games. I'm I'm kind of looking up ahead too, going okay between Catherine, Catherine, Mass Effect three, Arkham City. I mean, like I'm looking at the list, and that's just on the 360. I'm going, ah, thank God I got new employment. <laughs> yeah, Catherine, Catherine, um, Arkham City. Ratchet and Clank all. <laughs> Ratchet and Clank all for one. Could you spell that? Um, I'd like to hear that in a sentence. God, there's so many other <laughs> resistance. Three etymology of the word. Of you that? just heard it. <laughs> Comes from the <laughs> clan. <laughs> it's roughly three hundred and sixty thousand years old. Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> uh, in the sixteen hundreds. <laughs> 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 I can use it in a sentence. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it comes yeah, never mind. So, um yeah, Mass Effect is the only other thing I played. I played uh I played some Angry Birds. I played a little bit of Tiny Wings, the the demo of Tiny Wings. I'm going to buy that game. It's cool. an iPhone game. Okay, uh, that's good. Uh what are you guys playing? It says Matthew has been playing Beat Crisis 2, which I'm interested <laughs> to know is that actually with the um PlayStation Move? No, that no, that was uh, that's that what was, happened I right had. before the that's what happened right before the Wu Tang Clan <laughs> broke up was the beat crisis. Beat crisis the two. Beat crisis two. Yeah. Uh, Quick feign invisibility. <laughs> <laughs> MC Ren and I just totally walked through crisis two. No, uh, I I beat crisis two is what that probably should oh, say yes. as opposed to the dirtier connotation that you take from it, sir. I applaud oh. you for that. Um, well, no, I was thinking of the dancing game, but you know, if you you beat your crisis, then I don't <laughs> yeah, know I, what I that beat means. my I beat my crisis, my crystal and dong. Well, the last podcast we were yes, we were talking about the fact that I was crystal playing crisis. Dongs. I mean, speaking of crystal crystal dildos, you uh, are Doctor Random today, man. Uh, I'm always Doctor Random. Could you give him one of your Percocets or? Ooh. Oh yeah, I dare that. No, no, I don't. Anyway, but um, Drive so home. I. I <laughs> Uh, I beat Crisis 2, and I moved on to playing, um, or which, by the way, just a, a note, yes, it's... Still good? Still good. Okay. Still good. I mean, mm-hmm. it, anybody that was turned off by Crisis 2, or Crisis 1, doesn't like first-person shooters, definitely give Crisis 2 a okay. shot. You will not be disappointed. Huh. So if you didn't like Crisis 1, you'll like Crisis 2. You'll love Crisis 2. You know, but if you don't like first-person shooters, can you really say that you would like Crisis 2? Um, I would say that kind of depends. If you don't like first-person shooters, but um, 
you're un-American. You know. <laughs> and if you hate codblocks, you're a then, virgin. Yeah, you're right. a virgin and you loser. Yeah. And and yes, and you need to move out of your parents' house. Yeah. No, well, I, actually, I would, it's probably the opposite. True, but I would say that um, if you don't, if you are not a fan of FPSs, this one may just be different enough. May Different-er. just be different enough to to spark at least a little bit of interest in it that might kindle on as you keep playing the game. Um, if you like first person shooters and you tried the first Crisis, utterly hated it. If you play this one, you will fall in love with it. Hmm. So if you are done with playing COD Blops, please be done playing that and never have played it before yeah, I mean, then definitely ugh. jump on this yeah i are you you're playing it on 360 right yeah yeah it's so far like there are three there are sh- first person shooters that i want to play but it's like again so far down my list yeah that i'll find it for five bucks in a used bin like 10 years down the road and i'll probably play it and and love it. I mean, it's. Oh, I think it's. It, I think it's solid. That's enough. how I spell there you it. Go. That's how I spell <laughs> it. I think it's solid enough that if you if you picked it up for five bucks, you know, three years from now, throw it on, play it. It it still will be good. It'd be on Steam for twenty five cents. Yeah, no yeah. shit, right? I know it was weird. Like I saw there was a whole bunch of stuff on Steam that, oh, that suddenly. This is a summer sale. Arkham Asylum for eight bucks. All of your monies oh! are ours. It's the only company on the planet. I didn't right buy now. that. I was. I'm on my wish list. It's the I, only company on the planet right now that truly understands digital distribution. Yes, and it's a shame because like nobody else gets it. But everyone's going to get pwned by them until the point where everyone... Sometimes you just have to beat people to learn them. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, the, it's right out of Dr. Sparks, the uh, thing Dr. That, Spock's book on raising kids. Beat the crap out of them, they'll figure it out. The thing that pisses me off, late, the thing that has brought this to the forefront for me lately was uh, A Dance of Dragons came out, the, the most recent uh, Game of Thrones book, and or um, Song of Ice and Fire, um, which... Publishing companies do not understand digital distribution, period, end of story. And that is proven by the fact that they are still trying to apply a hardcover versus softcover pricing model to their digital content. Yeah. And what I mean by this is that this this book came out and it's a thirty dollar cover price, like all hardcovers usually are. Which means, mm-hmm. in reality, that means that you're probably going to pay twenty two or twenty three for it with if you buy it on like Amazon or at Barnes and Noble or something like that. And they're charging fifteen dollars for the digital version on Kindle. Yeah, fifteen dollars for a fucking ebook. Eat a cock. All you're going to do is drive people like me to pirate the fucking thing. Because I there's wonder. already there's already a fucking f- like DRM stripped Moby file of this book out there, oh, yeah. and it's not that hard to get a hold of. And you know what? If like I like reading books, but I don't like paying that much for them. So there's a lot of companies that have their heads up their asses. Yeah. So, but back to okay. Steam. Back to hey, Steam. Back to Steam. <laughs> Video games. Uh, so they were like, shit's almost free, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna buy Terraria. And Terraria is 33% off, and I want to play it, which is a, it's a 2D version of Minecraft, right? Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's a, it's it's um, really, like, I think they've sold, like, 50,000 units on the first day with no marketing whatsoever. <sighs> wow. 
Um, so, so this company their like, marketing Yay! was one dude on the internet saying like, it's hey, like a 2D version it's of a 2D Minecraft. Version of Minecraft, and everyone's Sold like, copies. "Holy shit! I have a huge boner." Um, and uh, so the first thing I did was dig, and I dug to the till I couldn't dig anymore. Mainly died, and it's just like the huge sandbox. It's it's great fun. Um, I'm not very far. Um, I made a giant world, restarted a bunch of characters, you know, named it Fagballs. I mean, standard, <laughs> standard run of the mill. Um, there's just a lot to do. Um, I'm interested to actually make a server so I can share, you know, a world with people. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to expand it. I mean, it's like smash hit now. Like, yeah, I never got into Minecraft itself, but this is it's fucking amazing. Unlike Pat, like Pat's like addicted to minecraft oh yeah i mean i i can't get into i can't get into sandbox stuff like that too much just for creative people yeah yeah i just i can't get into sandbox stuff like that mostly just because i'm i have a short attention span yeah and i like shorter games and i like i like diversifying the games that i play so that Mm -hmm. it's not just i'm not just playing the same thing all the fucking time whereas you know Pat and Andy have proven their their OCD mentalities where they play things like this Gaia for 300 400 hours. Well, you know, they play they play Minecraft forever and they play uh MMOs and stuff and I just can't like totally opposite mindset for me in, in video games. So. There are some goals in Terraria like you want to you may want to build a town, you may want to find floating islands, you may want to dig to the center of the earth. Like so the first thing I do is like okay, I'm going to dig, right? Well, I need an anvil, so I have to find some iron, and apparently that's somewhere. So I dug for two days, <laughs> <laughs> just a straight, straight line down, as the the term now in the the terraria term is elevator. You're going to hell, <laughs> um, and you just like chop down a bunch of trees, and you make wood platforms, and you you just make an elevator that goes down to the. And I finally hit lava like a couple days ago. Oh, and then wow. That was the large world that I made. So like I just dug down forever, and so, occasionally you know I would dig down. I wouldn't build any platforms, and then they would die, and then I would go back down, and I would just fall to my death because there was no <laughs> platforms for me to go down on. Right. So it was just uh, you know, <laughs> and it's a very Doom style way of dying. Uh, Quake. Like I don't right. know if you've ever played Quake. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, so and so you know saluted the volcano god, or you know <laughs> okay. someone ate a rocket, or like it, it has quips like that in the game when you die, right. like like someone forgot to breathe. Or so is this like is this like top down or is this like a platformer two D? It's a platformer two D. Okay. Yeah, completely, just completely two D. Right. Uh, there's not much else I can say. It's just it's a, a big old fucking sandbox. Like yeah, uh, you could just. Do you can do all kinds of wacky stuff like like I built a moat of lava like yeah I mean like <laughs> zombies fuck you you know like pff, say hello to my moat it's, a, it's a <laughs> lava you die you take know? a good hard look at the motherfucking moat yeah but um, yeah it's a fun game I totally recommend it cool it was I bought it and then it went on sale even more uh, I got I got it for thirty three percent off on Steam and then on the final day of the Steam sale it was seventy five percent off I was like fuck. <laughs> Along with everything else, like Portal was fifty percent off, and yeah, I bought I it for thirty three percent off. So I bought Portal Two. What else did I buy? I bought Portal Two. I bought Shatter, which is a great game. It's Shatter is Shatter is awesome. I still haven't bought it yet for the so PSN, good. but I have to because it's really good. It's just a breakout style game with really awesome everything. It's polished, finished. Uh, the soundtrack is just great. 
Um, what are the games that I buy? I finally bought Oblivion. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, it was like five dollars, so I bought it. It was like seventy five percent off. Five bucks for Oblivion? Fuck yeah! With the expansion, that's a uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, so I bought that. Uh, I bought Bionic Commando Rearmed. That's Good game, brilliant. Don't Great buy, game. don't buy the sequel. Game. Don't buy the no, sequel. No, no. The first one, the first one is really fun. The sequel oh, there's is an, there's a sequel. There's it's Bionic Commando yeah. Rearmed Two is. T- Terrible. Yeah, okay. It's diet caffeine free, one calorie ass. It's just, uh, it's not good. No, so that's bad. I don't like ass that much in my mouth. No. Uh, <laughs> <and> Reference <laughs> last episode: Karnov. Uh, Karnov, going to poop in your mouth. Let's <laughs> <laughs> we'll try this at home. Oh, I'm professional the poop is in my Russian. Mouth. Yes, the poop is in your mouth. Uh, <laughs> 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 well, next week's episode of Oh my fucking god, no. <laughs> so, 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 what's Tiny Tower? Uh, Tiny Tower. Well, you, I'm trying you to think of all the games that I bought. I bought more games. A Bit Trip Runner. Uh, I think that's it. Like I bought like everyone should Steam own. Steam has all games. of my money, right? That's this is what happened. Like <laughs> someone at work was like, you know, the Steam sale, the summer Steam sale is going on. I was like, fuck, all of my money just it's gone. Like <laughs> what happened? Uh, so Tiny Tower is a free game that is for the phone for your phone and it sucks <laughs> the phone it's, um, it's one of those games for for the phone you know it's for i don't know how you, you know the phone you play it on it's, you've got the the phone that talks on the on the networks through the airwaves <laughs> Uh, so you could talk to other people wherever you, you know you don't need to you don't need the rotary thing or the, or you don't need to talk to the operator anymore. You just talk on the phone, Luke, I'm and then you can turn you. and then you can turn it on its side. You can play games on it. You can fucking you can write messages to people. There's all this awesome stuff you can do on this this crazy little device. This doohickey is the most amazing thing. It's like magic. It's the most awesome thing I've ever seen. I don't know what you're talking. It's the painkillers talking. Don't hurt him. <laughs> I didn't hear a word you were saying. I was busy playing Tiny Tower. <laughs> so I'm playing on my phone. You could totally tune out the whole like, freaking world because you can just turn it on whenever you want, okay. play games wherever you are. It's I awesome. Know, seriously. <laughs> it's like an 8 bit version of SimCity, but you're making oh a tower. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, there's a bit book, like a Facebook version of the Bitsons, who are your citizens in your tower, and they say things like, uh, would love to sell you stuff at the video rental, but we're out. And that's because you're <laughs> out of shit in the game. Uh, I mean, like, seriously. Just weird. There's just, that doesn't just sound very and eight. funny. Um, uh, I don't know. I w- I'm, it doesn't sound very good. Uh, you had to be there. I need to pick that up. I need to pick up the full version of uh, of Tiny Wings as well and, and Feed Me Oil. But... <laughs> Oh, this game! There's so many good games. You know, here's okay. I'm I'm using like speaking of okay. So I apparently when I when I switched over on my my latest upgrade for AT and T, I they gave me Bonk's phone because it's it's a (laughs) it's one of those first generation smartphone BlackBerry. You know, I I don't I don't remember what, but it is Bonk's phone because I you have to push a button to eject it from the suitcase, right? (laughs) Pretty much. Like there's like still has the extra cord that goes. It's not a cell phone. It's, it's a field phone, right? Like I, I'm still, I'm still shoveling coal into my it's backpack like, to keep this fucking 
fucking thing powered. It's like a Vietnam it, era like, like communicator device. <laughs> right. You're a backpack with it. Remember this period? <laughs> remember uh, this period of time that we call uh, what, what was that? What did we call it? 2006. Um, where we used to make, Long where we used to develop ago. our websites for both the web and for phone. Yeah. That's what my phone picks up. Like, I, if I go into a website that's meant for the web, it's 26 minutes of disappointment, weeping, and what the fuck was I thinking? Well, wow, this is your upgrade. Right. My, yeah. Th- if I, I can't play these games on my phone because, again, it's like I have because to go to the mobile section. Right. I don't have an iPhone. I don't have a HTC. I don't have a Droid. I have, I literally have a coal fired black. The, the fucking Queen Mary is more advanced than my phone. <laughs> fucking steampunk cell phone. It is a steampunk cell phone. <laughs> Literally, it. it runs off of ether and spite. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's that's what it runs off of. I'm going to sing you an angsty song now. <laughs> Wear goggles. I'm going to get a goggles accordion and a viola, and I'm going to talk about how sex is unappealing in socks. Was there? Was there? Did we ramble into something, or just ramble way the fuck out of it? I think we just rambled way the fuck out of it. So I let's, blame let's beer pull and around. That's absolutely true. Pull when out, I'm, pull hey, out. When I'm on, when I'm on, <laughs> when I'm on medicine that makes me loopy, I have no control over this show at all, and uh, it, it shows because this is going to be a long fucking recording. What editing um, is for? So, so there was some gaming industry news that happened this week. The the biggest one, let, we'll save the biggest one for last. So. Catherine releases in a couple weeks. Um, I would want. I would suggest that everybody go buy this game. It's a. Cr- yes. It's a weird like puzzle, like platformer game, but it's set in a guy's dreams because he's having nightmares about cheating on his girlfriend, which he is, and it, it's it's completely whack job. How and have it's I totally not heard of this game at all? Uh, because it's made by Atlas, Atlas. and Atlas doesn't... They uh, don't do marketing. Advertise. So if, if you... The gaming media is all over it because it's a really well-designed game. It got... IGN gave it a 9.0 last... Yesterday. Uh, wow. Pretty good. And That's yeah, awesome. And it's it's supposed to be really good. The cutscenes are really awesome. They're, it's all very anime-styled. It's a very Japanese game. But um, the reason I bring it up is only to say that it comes out on July 26th and I would suggest everybody go to their store and either pre-order it or tell their store that they want it because otherwise it's an Atlas game and nobody's going to none of the stores right. are going to order it. They're going to have one copy that's for a pre-order and nobody they're not going to have any extra copies for people to order and Atlas does not reprint games. No. They never do a second production run of their stuff. No. So that's why you can never find any of the old fucking like Atlas RPGs or anything anymore. Again, this is why Steam is awesome. Yes. It's only on. I'm, I'm looking this up now. It's only on uh, confirmed for PS3 and Xbox 360. Yes. So get reserve your copy. I totally agree with Luke. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So the last and biggest story uh, that came out of this week is the announcement that EA is uh, in is going to buy PopCap for a grand total initial investment of 750 million that uh, it's six it's the, the the way that it is right the way that they put it right now it's it's 650 million in funds 100 million in stocks and then they're buying out oh, fuck i forgot the term they used for it because i'm not a financial analyst anyway it's preferred a, stock is basically and they yeah. they said that the the potential the potential overall out outflow of cash from EA to PopCap could reach as high as $1.4 billion Go for this company. Um, that's absurd. 
That's awesome. I awesome. Great. Like yeah. I, local company. I wish I had begun I yeah. wish I was the guy that um, you know, started Popcap, but that's that's absurd. Like I've, that's You know what? It's it's a it's it's a it's a measure of I mean, we were talking earlier about how you know, the, the gaming industry isn't of itself. It's the I mean, don't think the film industry in the 20s going into the talkies in the in the 30s and 40s think of the cinematogram in the 1870s going into after that that's where yeah. we are and and def- and the fact that we've got uh, we have a company that could very well conceivably by the end of this deal go for over a billion ladies and gents that's progress man we're everywhere <laughs> we're spreading yeah it's progress that's uh going to contribute to making video games more expensive and less creative but that's yeah, okay. it's you <laughs> know what? i don't know about I, that. I doubt it i doubt it because the pr- it's being it's easier to produce a game now uh it, really for pop caps level of stuff i agree oh okay oh, yeah like yeah. iphone and pop cap level stuff yeah it's so it's stupid easy to and produce. that's where video games are going kids uh, I, I don't necessarily agree that that like uh, yes I I would agree that a, probably a higher per, a high percentage of the industry revolves around that sort of content. Look but. at the developers who put too much into their video games. They're Square and Enix. Actually, they're one company. Bethesda. Yeah. Way yeah. too. Uh, they don't make good games either. Well, uh, there's a lot of people disagree with I was you. Say, they make uh, an awesome on. RPG sandbox. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Oblivion was an awesome RPG sandbox. Oh, yeah, I guess they made that too. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking yeah. about the. What cool, were you thinking the, about? Because I was thinking, thinking Oblivion and Skyrim. Buggy nightmare that was Fallout, New Vegas. Ah, but Bethesda didn't make it. They just published it. They just published it. Well, but but don't sc- but Fallout, Fallout, Fallout three shit, was you know. Fallout three was still oh, yeah. really fucking buggy. Fallout three, you know. Right. Yeah, when it came out, but anyway, I don't know. I like I look at at you know back in 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 the nineties when you were trying to to become a video game developer designer, and what did you do? You you made levels, and and you went and you modded games, or you made levels, and you put you, them up on on yeah, for download, and that was your game, portfolio. Like Whereas and- right, right. Whereas now it's the now it's instead of levels, predominantly people I'm hearing from that want to get into the industry are making games like they're, iphone games and right yeah. they're making these app games for you know for your phone and i'm like good on you man that's great that that you're getting a broader experience other than what just makes a good level yeah it's so awesome they can make a game and they put it on this phone thing <laughs> it's, it's, they just do it in their basement on their own little uh i don't know what it's called like it's it's a computer thing right is that what it's it's got like vacuum tubes in the other room and they and then they make a game So for the last uh, week and a half or so, we've been playing Link's Awakening DX, uh, Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening DX. It's a it's a Game Boy Color game. Um, it, it is it is the a Game Boys and the Colors. Yeah, Aww. it is a slightly upgraded version of Link's Awakening, which came out on the standard Game Boy, um, it, which was released in '96 on the Game Boy, and DX was released in '98 on the Game Boy Color. Um, it is one of the few. Uh, bits of direct sequel uh, supposedly to another Zelda game. It is it's technically a direct sequel to um, uh, a link to the past. Really, um, the 
supposedly, and I and you wouldn't get most of this from the game, so I'm wondering where no. the information actually came from. But uh, the information that I found said that it it was after Link saved the world in A Link to the Past, he went on like he went traveling and did like training and shit and apparently was shipwrecked and landed on a Koholint Island, which is the setting of, of Link's Awakening DX. And then hmm. Link's Awakening DX occurs. Um, which... Uh, the timeline of the Zelda series is... Like, fucking absurd. Uh, is yeah. there a timeline of the Zelda series? Uh, it's not a, co- not a coherent uh, one. Uh, yeah, it's, it's more like a Doctor is, Who timeline. This is where, like... Yeah. Uh, this is where nerdy people get in violent fights about things that they care passionately about that mean nothing. Yeah. Uh, having people argue about the Link timeline. Oh, the, is the, the timeline absurd. Well, the thing is, is the there fun- is no there is no timeline. The thing that amazes me about it is that there there has never been a timeline, an official timeline. Nobody has ever actually tried to. Nobody from Nintendo has ever come forward and said, this is the official timeline of Zelda. Um, yeah. But fans somehow want to put one together so bad that they try, and they come up with this these absurd Why? timelines where certain games take place in certain times, and you know it, it's like 800 years between these two games, and blah, 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 and it's this like, is a descendant of that. It's it, like, it, you're, you're just... It's a you're, franchise... And the characters may be the same. It's yeah. like trying to put a timeline to Final Fantasy series. Yeah, are you none. fucking kidding me? Or no, or any of those big franchises from that back then. Try and put a timeline to. Um, I want the Mario Brothers. Mario Dragon Brothers, Warrior, yeah. right? Yeah, Dragon Warrior timeline. Like, I, like, well, and, and again, it's it's one where why like. Why would you do that? I mean, I can understand from a clinical perspective of trying to trace the the root causes of of Zelda's Stockholm syndrome to Ganon. <laughs> like that, I get. Like you want to try to figure that one out. That's fantastic. She allows herself to keep getting captured by this guy. Chick bodyguards. Come on. <laughs> well, it's just like Princess Peach getting constantly. Another one. That's like, the one we always, we always made the joke dude, that that uh, Princess Peach was actually just trying to run away and get a, and elope with Bowser and yeah, fucking know. Mario was actually the bad guy and kept fucking kidnapping <laughs> her back. She's and like the ultimate the runaway bride. Bowser. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Link's Awakening DX is is uh, I know my first my this is my first experience with the game. I played it. Um, I borrowed a 3ds and I'm playing the the 3ds Virtual Console version of the game, which is you know it's it's awesome. It's a it's a good emulation. And the, the cool thing about it for me is that um, the colors in it, like the the Game Boy Color, blows. The screen on it blows. <laughs> it's it's hard to see. Yeah. The colors aren't that great. Um, yeah, blows. Yeah, bubblegum out of goat's ass. Yes. Even playing <laughs> even playing a Game Boy Color game on like a um on like a advanced SP, like one of the SP brights with the nice backlight, it still doesn't look that great. It wow. actually looks really good on the on the 3ds it's um it's not you know it's a little blurry as any game that's not running at its native resolution will tend to be sure um but it looks it looks good and it's enjoyable uh the the thing um the thing that caught me off guard by this game is that it's an eight technically it's an 8-bit game it's running on game boy technology and yet it has so many elements uh that were incorporated into into a link to the past um 
the way the maps are set up, the the combat system, the um, you know, the, some of just some of the graphical enhancements they've done, the way the character designs and the way that you like, uh, you know, everything from your battle animations to like enemy animations to the you know the fairly vibrant color scheme in the game. Um, that's the thing that ca- that made me take notice the first time I played it was that it's technically if you really think about it this game could be reproduced on an nes and if this game looked like this on an nes it would blow away a lot of the nes library because it looks really really good for an 8-bit you know for an 8-bit portable especially an 8-bit portable game right um and I, i found myself just if it was really easy, especially after we did, you know, we did Link to the Past a long, long time ago for the show. But after playing it so recently, stepping into this was very easy. It it controls really well. You know, it mm-hmm. controls just like Link to the Past controls. I never felt like there was anything about it that, you know, was was too wonky or that the hit detection was bad or anything really bad came out of it. Uh, And I'm rambling and not letting you guys actually discuss your opinions of what I'm saying, what I'm saying. So it's okay. I blame the pills. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. No, no, no. It's a good diatribe, whatever you want to call it a thing. (laughs) I mean, when, what do you, so, so we'll start with, we'll start, we'll try and be a little structured this time and actually come up with a discussion. So we'll start with the actual play mechanics. What did you guys think of the the play mechanics? What the fuck are you talking about? Structure. <laughs> it's, the, it's the pills. It's the structure by beer. Structure. Um, the 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 what? The okay. Play mechanics. The play mechanics. Jumping is the thing I'm thinking of. Do you like oh, it? Oh, you can jump in the game. Do you like it? <laughs> I jumping. Love it. Why? I what? Love, I love it. It's blasphemy. No, actually, it made the game better. That's one of the. That has been my number one absolute primary complaint about Zelda series in all of its incarnations is that there is never a point where you can jump. And when you have to jump in like Ocarina of Time, you're not actually jumping. You're just walking up to a ledge and the computer is doing it for you. Yeah. This game, you actually get a a feather item that allows you to jump. And it's awesome. I have full control over my character once again and I can actually do... The, all the things that I want to do in a Zelda game without the computer trying to take over for me. I think control is a misnomer here. I've fallen in a hole so many times <laughs> because of the. It's really hard to judge where you're jumping. Really, I didn't find that. I just fell in the same hole as we were talking four times, and I'm not terrible at video games. I play some games in my life. <laughs> And I'm pretty good at jumping. <laughs> eight eyes. I don't think it's... Into, uh, I almost beat eight eyes. I, no, I give you respect <sighs> for that in a sort of weird way, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I just don't like the jumping. Really? Okay. Because it's hard to judge, right? Mm-hmm. See, uh, and I, I never felt like it was hard to judge because all of the spaces that you have to jump over are the exact same width. So you know they are the exact same width and your jump is always the exact same distance. So sure. to me, it felt it felt pretty intuitive in in figuring out you know how how far I needed to jump. But you're always like, there's always like some 
bats or some shit flying around. And you have to like do <laughs> oh, the fly. Oh, don't get me wrong. Like you're like under Zelda. pressure to like jump. And plus there's a lot of them. So you have to go to your menu and you have to unequip your other shit. So, you know, usually your shield, right? So you're vulnerable and then you jump and then you have to go back to your menu and equip some fairy dust so you can snort it in a cornfield somewhere. <laughs> I don't know what the incentive to the player is for that. Well, just, you got to remember it's obnoxious. It, you got to remember that they're taking a they're taking a game like a link to the past, which was built for a system that had a controller that had four face buttons and shoulder buttons plus a start select and a D-pad. Yep. And they're putting it on a system that has a D-pad, start and select, and two face buttons, and that's it. Yeah. And so as far as incentive to player, I don't know how to answer that question because it was uh, creating a design that worked within its limitations and that worked within the limitations of the hardware that they were handed. And I think it worked pretty well for the limitations that they had. Sure, but they could have designed it differently, I think. What is it that you would would like to see different? I don't want to have to press pause every 30 seconds, 20 seconds, 10 seconds, 5 seconds for fucking God's sake. Okay, but then for the amount of stuff that you're able to do in this game, for, you know... Fell on a hole. Attack. <laughs> Fell in a hole a lot. You have, you know... You have your talk to an owl, attack, fucking Hogwarts, attacking, jumping, using items, uh, using a shield as a separate, uh, separate command. All of that stuff comes up. How would you suggest it gets mapped? Because mapping stuff to multiple buttons simultaneously is absurd. I believe there's a way to create the game without having you forced to do all of that shit. There's, there's just. There's got to be other ways. If you can make a game that's compelling, that's just one button, and you do multiple things, then you don't need to go press start all the time in order to do it. Oh, you could toggle maybe. it for fuck's sake, like press start to like toggle through your shit. But it sounds like it sounds like you're 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 making an argument for um, designing a game from scratch. But this is not designing a game from scratch. This is designing a game that's playing off elements of another game on a more powerful system. Correct. So, so hang on a second. Before, like, so, just for reference of those that like like me, who I'll be fair, I didn't get the jump item, and I didn't get that far into this. Um, I'll explain why later. But so now you have to select the 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 feather to jump. And yep. then you go you out of the you have to equip it in your menu. Button. Right. And yeah. then you and then you go back into the game, then you jump, and then if you need to, to do something else in that ep- extra menu. Yourself. Right, then you have to switch it out. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. Okay. So I can I can understand like where the both of you are coming from on that, on the basis of I see where there is where how else do you do that? It's really hard to do considering the limitations that you have. So on that one, yeah, I get that. On the other hand, on on Micatron's point, there are some things that, like the first Legend of Zelda, where you didn't jump, then that was okay. Yeah, it was okay. Still you didn't a have good to worry game, about it, right? So well. So that being said, we're focusing a lot on the jumping, but my, I think Micatron's. Mean, so don't worry about it. I think Micatron's problem 
if I'm interpreting you right, is less about specifically the jumping and more about just the concept that there are so many different items that have to be switched out. Yeah. So it's not it's not just jumping, right? It's like uh, when you get fairy dust, you have to switch it into an, an, a one of right. your two item slots to use it. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you have to use multiple items in a room, and like. But when you go back, like if you were to compare this game to an RPG, like a top down RPG, you, you're talking about it. Um, there's very little difference between switching out an item to use it on the, you know, in the game, in this game, as opposed to pressing start to bring up a menu in a Final Fantasy game and then selecting the item that you want to use and then clicking A and using the item. Yes, but shit isn't attacking the whole time. See, and, and I, you don't I, have yeah. to toggle your items every battle. Mm. There, there is that element of real time that does kind of take away from that. That doesn't exist in Final Fantasy. That does exist in in I mean, Zelda. That. Okay, so a direct comparison: Final Fantasy Adventure. Okay, you don't have to do that. See, I, I I never encountered a situation in this game. Now, admittedly, I only got to the beginning of level four. Basically, I got the I got the fairy wow. bells. I got the end of level three and the and got the fairy bells, and that's where that's where I stopped. But and I would have gotten further, except that I um I lost all my progress and had to start over. And we're not going to go into that. Um, Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Um, there was never there didn't seem to be any points in the game that I felt I was rushed to do something. Dungeons in the game are designed primarily around an item, right? So like the first dungeon once you get the feather I mean, that's is designed standard, right? so that you can set yourself up with a sword and the feather and you can beat the dungeon. Sure. You can, you know, because you need to jump a lot. And then the next dungeon is set up around the the iron bracelet thing that allows you to lift stuff. So you equip the sword and the iron bracelet and you can get through the whole dungeon without having to switch. Even on the overland map for the most part, you equip the shield and the sword and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. You rarely are rarely did I ever encounter a situation where I had enemies coming at me when I was in the middle of trying to have to switch something out. So here's the where only- the other pause and action occurs in the game constantly that fucking annoys me so that it's a pause in the action that's more than anything else it's tedious the second part is anytime you didn't have something like the bracelet to pick something up every time you got to something that, that would make you fucking oh, not be is. able to do it you'd get a pop-up screen that would yes. scroll for several seconds it- and then you'd <laughs> try to get away and you would accidentally do it again I totally agree. And then you would fall down a pit because you're trying to jump. Yeah. I totally agree with you there because... Oh, that looks real heavy. You you can't pick it up. I don't need the screen to tell me that every single time I just bump into a rock. Like, that's the bother. If I walked up to the rock and pushed, like, and I hit A to try and do something, then give me a message. That's fine. But oh my god, there were so many times in this game where I was in the middle of a fight even, and I'd be like, I'd swing the sword, and then I'd back away from the enemy Ooh. and run into a rock, and it would be like, oh, this rock looks really heavy. You're that not ro- going to be able to lift Ooh, it with your that, bare hands. Ooh, that pot. Yeah. That pot's a heavy pot, <laughs> and you just bumped your ass into it, so. So we must tell you that your hands. pots are really freaking heavy, man. Yeah. Stay away. I named I, my character Butts, by the way, all capitals B U T T Z. It uh, it's fagballs is too long. <laughs> it, it is because yeah. I tried that too. Yeah, you're like fuck. How many characters you get? Five. five. F G B L G. Yeah. No, it's not I, the same. I got yeah, fagba. Fagba. So fagba. Um, 
it's not it's not that is that is one of the things that i was going to bring up as as the biggest annoyance in this game town members do it too you're like going the screen with the kids and they're like yakety yak 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 and then you go back nobody and they yak at you again and you're like i just heard you Uh and they take forever well and here's the thing like there's only one person one person in the beginning of the game that has something to say that matters and that's it and that's the girl yeah. that tells you you hit the south path and you go down and get your sword and you're like oh, okay and then and it's vague enough that that when you first di- when I first did it I'm like okay go south yeah, and wait, oh, a, wait minute. a minute the town stops what what do what I do fuck? yeah exactly and then I realized it was like the one directly south of the house went around blah 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 everybody else including I'm gonna bring this one up the telephone system what. In the fucking Z yeah. is that shit. You, First, you pick up a phone never, and somebody randomly tells you how right. to do something. And what? some and some guy and it's usually non sequitur enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's some senile old guy sitting there on the other side of the line. Like back when Walter Cronkite was doing the news, it was news. <laughs> it's actually naked on the other side what? of the phone. <laughs> I haven't been changed. Click. But, yeah, what? you're I'm like I really Zelda. need to know what's going on in this game, and right. he's like, "I'm going to give you some sort of tidbit of <laughs> cryptic information that m- quite possibly will confuse you even more." There's a piece of heart in the mountain of goo. <laughs> Click. Well, Wait, it, what the fuck? It's funny because <laughs> I actually, um, I have the opposite opinion of that because I, I thought that it was actually, I thought that, that was actually one of the more charming parts of the game it, it doesn't make any sense it has no, no it hasn't but totally doesn't help you in any way no tele- well here's the thing the first thing they tell you about the telephone is it'll help you when you're confused yes thank you it just no. makes you more confused uh, no. it's like oh f- funny well, joke it, you that's a misnomer the the translation should be it will help you be confused i was gonna say it didn't it didn't say that it would help you understand something you were confused about it said it would help you when you're confused it didn't say help you not be confused <laughs> it helps you helps you be more confused it's what have they assist. done to you luke <laughs> i don't know i the phone system was so in like it was one of those things that it's it's an afterthought right you, you never use it in the game as far as i at least not I've in never, the, not yeah, in the amount of anything. time that i spent in the game yes. i never used it for anything the first the first time i went in i'm like hey a phone cool and i picked it up and i tried and got random shit and then i never just never touched I mean, it again it's like, yeah yeah so it's just it's an a, old man jacking off on the other side of the line you're like oh it, it, i don't even want to god they're just shaking an eight ball over there and they just give me whatever <laughs> answer comes out one one thing i was i was going to ask is I mean, overall, did did you like the game, Luke? I mean, yes. were you? I actually really enjoyed it. Right on. And and Micatron? I remember liking it, but... You're sort of half and half? I'm half and half. Okay. I'm, I'm going to represent the bastardly end of this and say that there was a reason I didn't even get through the first dungeon, and, and that is because if my hate for this game were people, I would be China. <laughs> Um, I, I'm kind of ranking this one. I'm not going to rank it with Urban Champion and Bionic Commando, or, or not Bionic Commando, uh, uh, Blaster Master, but for me, it was close. And part of that is a little idiosyncratic, and I'm going to, I hated The Legend of Zelda. I hated it like okay. going to mass. I just absolutely despised it. The first and, game. Yeah, the first game. It's clear. And the reason being is that I don't like games where I'm given really, like, there's a couple of, of, of rules that if it's a block and you're in a room and there's a block structure and then a block hanging out on its own, move that block. 
Sure. Something will probably happen. But a lot of the stuff in Legend of Zelda is just go get bombs and dust and and pepper the environment <laughs> until you find something. It's literally carpet bomb until you actually get the thing that you're looking for. And I like to be able to, you know, it, it would make references to proper nouns. It's over there. That's what, you know, it's, it's dirt, sure. dungeon, whatever. And you're kind of like, okay, where the fuck is it? And there's no... There is very little cluing or, 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 or evidence giving, as it were, to where stuff is. So you're just kind of fumbling around blind trying to get in the mind of the game designer. And at the whole time, you're sitting there feeling like, man, this guy's just, guy just playing with me and making me feel like an ass. <laughs> and I'm really fucking smart and don't want to put up with this shit. And I just th- toss the game. I... And I don't feel that way about this game. I definitely feel almost exactly what you just said. I, I feel almost all of that about A Link to the Past. And we talked about this on the Link to the Past episode where I that's one of the things that aggravated me the most about that game was the fact that you were given almost no direct... You were given a giant, for its time, sandbox to yeah. play in and almost no direction uh, on where you were supposed to play in it. Um, this game, I felt the exact opposite. I felt at times you were given too much direction the the fucking owl annoyed the shit out of me it was like the it's like the 8-bit version of navi and like every time you do something yeah every over here every fucking time you do something or finish something you walk out and pause and the owl tells you exactly where to go next yeah now once you get to that place there is it's a maze like all other Zelda mazes, right? You yeah. go in a door, and then you're given several floors of stuff where you have to just kind of wander around and figure out where stuff is and maybe map it out in your head or on paper and, and kind of figure out, okay, I need to go I need to go up two screens and left three screens, and then I need to fight right. all those enemies, and a chest will drop and give me a key and blah, 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 blah. Um, but I felt in this game less... Like, it was less... Um, of me just randomly wandering than, right. than in previous Zelda games. And that's one of the reasons why I liked it because I like linear games. I a, a lot of people don't and a lot of people like their sandbox shit where they can just go do whatever they want. Sure. I'm not I'm not a fan of that. I'm a I'm a fan of linear linear storylines where I can just kind of follow it from front to back. Yeah. So this this gave me all of the combat and uh, interesting interaction elements that I liked about Link to the Past mm-hmm. without the um, vagueness of it, in my okay. opinion. In my opinion, No, I, I, I see that. I mean, I, I think that I'm, oddly enough, kind of the, the opposite end where, and again, this is where I bring up that word, idiosyncratic, because I think that that actually really applies here. Like, I thought Link to the Past gave me more clues as to what to do next than this game did. Hmm. I think that this game tried I to. I think that I think really? that this game tried to. Yeah. The, well, here's the, the thing. clues tended to confuse me more That's... than just going where the game led me by good design. And and again, that's so where instead of not listening to the goddamn owl, I just <laughs> went, okay, I can't go here cuz I get the message that says it's too heavy or I fall down a pit. Uh I could understand more, you know, I, I could understand easily where I'm supposed to go by myself. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's where I, I kind of look at, at uh, again, that's where I say in the idiosyncratic, because in this game, like in, in Zelda, in Link to the Past, excuse me, Zelda, I'm narrowing it down, in Link to the Past, uh, there were a 
there were very few clues as to what to do, where to go next. Except the map always had that one, you know, blinking this is next icon on Yeah, it. and you'd walk down to the blinking next icon and then you'd get there and then find out that you didn't get the goddamn flipper boots from the Zoras on right. the opposite side of the map. And they didn't tell you where the Zoras were. They just said, Which go is... to the Zoras and get the goddamn flipper boots. And you're like, where the <laughs> fuck are the Zoras? And they're like, how the fuck are we supposed to know? I'm go gonna, find it. You're the gonna... adventurer, asshole. <laughs> yeah, and then it's an adventure. Yeah. Well, and, and again, that was, uh, for me, was one of those where I was able to, to deal with that with Link to the Past. I don't entirely remember why. I'll be honest in telling you that. Because you were a kid and you were borderline retarded. There was yes, that. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I, you know, I like adventure. You know, uh, Luke, you may not like fun, but I like fun. <laughs> and uh, uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Do you want to go see the Zoras and get the flippers? Yeah, I like fun. Let's go fucking Zoras. I don't know what the hell they are. Fish do the or whatever. It's fun for you I to mean, mass murder fish, and you're worried about I mean, his definition sure, of fun. I mean, yeah, those fish pe- fish ladies. They're, yeah, they're look how awesome they were dressed. They were asking for it. I maybe mean, it was just maybe it was just the fact that, like in Link to the Past, it took so long to get from point A to B, point B anywhere on that map. That's true. That it was it just did. like it, it's it's forty hours of gameplay, and twenty two of it is just walking, <sighs> walking to Earth. <laughs> it's and a video game version of Lord of the Rings. Whatever. It's not these yeah. big battles. It's just walk but if you for know, nine you hours and two. then drop the shit in the volcano. Sure. This is not a Link to the Past uh, podcast. So, um, no, I, I, yeah, but it, they're very similar games. This, they this they is absolutely trying are very to similar. Mimic, sure. This is, and that's what I was trying to get at earlier. You shouldn't build a game on a console that's after a, a game on another console that's not equipped to do so. Agreed. So, like, this game is not equipped to do some of the things that it's trying to do because it's mimicking the Super Nintendo right. version of the game. Well, aside from the, the item switching issue, do you have any other issues? Because, like, I thought that mechanically it worked really well. The combat, like, swinging your sword worked really well. Yeah. And blocking yeah. things with yeah. your shield worked really well. And jumping uh, yeah. worked really well. And, and picking stuff up. Picking stuff up is a little annoying because it's a very different, like... You can't, in all other Zelda games, access. it's weird. Well, it's not even that. It's that, like in in other Zelda games, if you wanted to pick up a pot, you walk up to the pot, you hit the button, he picks up the pot. Yep. In this game, you walk up to the pot, you hold down the button, and then you have to pull like away to pick the pot up off the ground. And and that was that was odd. I it it's not that I didn't. It's not that I really minded that design choice. It's just that it was weird. And I thought it was cumbersome in times when you had to pick up a pot and actually throw it at something that was coming at you. It felt at times like you were like, you know, I would walk up to a pot and I'd try and pick it up and then I'd, you know, be have to pull on it. And it was just cumbersome and slow in a combat situation. Um, yeah. But the other mechanics of the simple mechanics of a Zelda game, which are, you know, walking and swinging your sword and you know doing you know charge charging your sword and doing your like whirlwind attack and sure. like all those things were surprising to me surprisingly well handled for a game boy game um yeah. Yeah, surprisingly well implemented and they felt like a link to the past which is you know sure. what they were going for which so for most things i think they did it really well i think i to to a degree i agree with you that the, that switching out items becomes cumbersome after a while because of the fact that you're stuck 
with a menu screen and only two face buttons. So you're kind of just, you know, you're always, yeah, you're, you're always, always in that menu. Um, uh, I think they could have streamlined that. Uh, one of the, the things I also think was better in a link to the past was, uh, the bosses also incorporated the items that you got, which I didn't see as much happening with. Uh, really? Cause I think, one. um, the, so the first full boss does not definitely does not definitely because does not. you get, you get the, you get well, the feather. You don't have anything, right? Right. Well, you get the, you have the feather at that point. Um, which it's funny because the first mid boss on that level actually does encounter in, encompass that or, this is the guy with the rollers. Incorporated. Yeah. yeah. He's got the little oh, roller thing true. that rolls across yeah. him. You have to jump over it and hit him. The second boss, um, you dodge his fireballs and then he goes and hides in his pot. And you have to have the iron thing to because you hit him once and it knocks him over. And then you have to have the iron uh, thing. You pick up the pot and throw it at the wall to kill him. Um, I don't remember the third boss too much. I only beat it once. But in the short amount of time that I played it, I felt like it really did a good job of incorporating the items with the bosses. I don't know how it works later on, but, um, yeah, I, I, I played until the seventh boss and I was like, <laughs> I never beat that ever. That's funny because there's only eight levels in the game. I think there's yeah. one of those where this is kind yep. of strikes me as the, it strikes me as the windows millennium of Zelda, right? Like <laughs> I mean, in an odd way, because there are people that, uh, and I know that there are, there's only about, I think maybe 15 of them left in North America. But there are people that swear by Windows Millennium. I don't know why, but they do. They love it. And all, it, all 30 of them. Yeah, all, again, 15 in North America. Maybe, you know, we'll call it 30 more in Europe because Europe's a little more retro-loving than, than the rest of us. But, but the thing that always gets me is that it, it, with hybrids rarely stand out and rarely work. And this one kind of does strike me as a hybrid. They tried to pull a bunch of functionality into a platform, and by that I mean, you know, the 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 D or the mm-hmm. uh, Game Boy that wasn't quite there for it. It wasn't quite up to it. So it was one of those where they just kind of tossed all this extra content in. It looks good. Like if you if you just take it from a pure perspective of enjoying fun playthrough, yeah. it has that it has that capacity. The problem is, is that it it loses it on the extra content. So it's like when you're talking about the gameplay and and how the sword swinging and everything. I agree with that. I think the the play control was excellent. I thought the sound was the thing that really stuck stood mm-hmm. out to me. Was it's that very good. The graphics were eight bit, but the sound almost sounded like Link to the Past. It almost sounded like something off a of Super NES. And mm-hmm. I was like, for a Game Boy, I was really impressed with the sound. Yeah, yeah they really pushed the the. Cons- the system, yeah, yeah, and it didn't, and it didn't affect the the rest of the gameplay at all. It was all the sounds and and none of the none of the negativity, and it was great. Mm-hmm. The one thing that stood out to me, you know, in more in the conversation that I'm hearing from you guys, is that it it sounded like what they tried to do was to bridge the eight bit Zelda generation to the sixteen bit Zelda generation, and it worked for some people. And it was a hodgepodge fucking mess for a bunch of others. Yeah, it's possible. And 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 I think that's kind of what you're going to get with this game. Like, I mean, I'm looking at the awards that it received, and it received a lot from. I mean, uh, ignoring the Nintendo Power, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah struck our own egos, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Let's pet our own cocks. Awards, but the IGN gave it a bunch of awards. Uh, EGM gave it, you know, a bunch of awards. 
Um, and admittedly, they were for for good stuff. It is. It's widely considered the best Zelda handheld game. Period. Like, yeah. End of story. Um, oh yeah, and I could see that. And it's it ranks amongst for a lot of people. I've, Christina, for one, um, it's her favorite Zelda game. Period. Like yeah. of all the Zelda games. Yeah. Um, Not like the Philips CDI one. I mean, <laughs> no, <that one's> like, <laughs> no, really, no 3DO Zelda here. It's really good. <laughs> So. Like <laughs> and stuff you know all those things aside the inconveniences maybe i'm being a little harsh but you know what the big glaring problem with this game is mm. yoshi yoshi mario is in this game. there's only a yoshi doll it's not an actual yoshi it's oh no no no, 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 no. there's mario that's crossovers like, that's like saying oh, yeah. there's only a little bit of shit in your drink <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah go ahead it's just fine there's only a little bit of shit in it's i mean like it's not diarrhea it's just like you know just a little turd at the bottom of your glass like i know it's no an, i don't care it's yoshi's i know it's an irish pub and you ordered a martini i only pissed in it a little bit <laughs> but that's because you're a good tipper that is that is the thing that um one of the things i wanted to bring up as as an enjoyable feature was n- not just the Mario crossovers like you said where you know there's a chain chomp that shows up and there's shy guys in the game and there's there's the f- the and fucking Mario flower is, what, what are the what there's are a the, ton of stuff the bow wow the Edie flowers yeah the Edie flowers there's a ton of Mario shit and Mario raccoon Mario furry Mario strikes again little bastard yeah. furry Mario is the first serious map impediment that you come across yes. because he hides the path I'm the mysterious raccoon, and you have to blow magic powder coke up my nose in order to get me to... <laughs> exactly. And then you blow magic powder up his nose. It's like I was like, it was the dude. It was yeah. Jeff Bridges as fucking wacko furry Mario. <laughs> He's sitting there like, dude, I was having this fucking dream of being a raccoon, and then all these chicks up in bowling ball stuff, and this naked redheaded chick, and you're just like, I've already lost you, man. Give me the fucking treasure chest already. Yeah. What was the other part? The, the the little blinking things that roam around in the dungeon, they're from Mario 2. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they oh. hurt you. Those things yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely a lot of Mario reference stuff in here. And... and no. What? Don't double dip. Come on. I... I <laughs> And I disagree. Like I, I think that one of the things that would help Nintendo is if they started crossing their franchises a little bit. They already but do it. Like if they could have. Smash at the Brothers time, doesn't count. Uh, whatever. I mean, Smash because so, Smash Brothers is is a. It's a referential game. It's not. It's not something you have to worry about. You know, there it's it's of course it's just drawing in all their franchises into a oh, game yeah. that has nothing to do with any of the original franchises anyway. It's Super but Mario Nintendo versus Zelda versus Capcom serve, versus Marvel. Nintendo does not serve to gain any more from nepotism. Okay, they've already done it for too long. <laughs> they need to make something new. Well, we're not make t- something new that is good. This is a podcast about twenty-year-old video games, sir. We're not talking about their new <laughs> okay, initiatives. Okay, so but still, Nintendo serves to do something by making something new. Actually, everybody does sure. instead of making sequels all the time. I mean, one thing is, yes, it's a smart move to use your IP and then drag it through the fucking sand and glass and you know piss-covered needles that you do, like wrecking every series until everybody's childhood has been completely fucking obliterated. However... It worked great for Police Academy and Rambo, man. (laughs) Come on. Sure, like Rambo 18 or whatever, you know. Debbie does X. Yeah. That one, it did actually work well. I I was really not bringing that up as an example. That made tons of money. 
I don't know. I, I think the cross like half of me was sort of like half of me was looking at the chain chomp in a Zelda game, and I'm going, "What in the fucking Z is this?" <laughs> well, but, but the thing is, is that the, it's not like Zelda games are any more realistic or less realistic right. than Mario. It's just that they're a different kind of unrealistic. I mean, you don't cross your 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 drugs like Mario. Really? A yeah, kind you of do. Drug, and like <laughs> Zelda's a different kind of drug. You know, maybe one's an upper and the other one's a downer. Like, remind me but, not to do drugs with you, dude. Seriously. Uh, <laughs> okay. You're like, all right, you want to do some, you know, heroin and then do some coke like together. Like, jeez, so awesome. No, so not anymore. Where I was originally leading with this. <laughs> where I was originally leading with this was Shoot. that. Um, the one thing that I wish there would was more of. Now, again, I only got through three eighths of the game, um, so there might be more later. But the side-scrolling levels in this game were surprisingly well designed. They were short as hell, and that's that's the thing that that's the thing that bothered me a little bit is that I actually kind of wanted to see more of them, which is weird because I hate. I hate, hate Zelda I hate Zelda 2 Thank with you. What are you talking about? a white house passion that burns inside of me. Mm-hmm. I hate it. There's Zelda and then there's Zelda Link's Awakening. Yeah, or Link, Link to the Past. past. Yeah. Um so the, the side <laughs> scrolling levels no what uh, The side scrolling levels in this sword game jump man. were actually sword, sword <laughs> jump man in the game. Were <laughs> were shoot boomerangs out of my feet. <laughs> <laughs> the the side scrolling levels in this were actually um I would have liked to have seen them fleshed out into actual levels instead of sure. a two screen thing that just got me from point A to point B. Like give me a level that I can traverse and platform in because the, the controls in it were very well handled. They're not quite Mario, but they're close. You know, okay. the, the jumping was, the jumping was good. The, the sword mechanics were good. You could pick stuff up and throw it in the levels. Like it, it was, I think they were well designed and would have liked to have seen them fleshed out more. Um, I think I get bad taste in my mouth from that. Like the lo- the seventh boss is actually side scrolling. Oh yeah, it, ugh. yeah. It's because you're so slow in those those sections. Have you okay. noticed that when you actually get into a situation where you need to move quickly, uh, it's yeah, it's, it's a little it's, rough. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Yeah. Um, plus, it was probably not the. I mean, how long was it since they had made this game that you're talking about, Zelda Two or something like that? Uh, I mean, it hadn't been that long, and they knew that game was not a success, right? That game was was panned. It was, a, it was actually it was actually a long time. Zelda Two came out in eighty seven, I want to say, or really 80, 80, it was like eighty seven, and this game came out in ninety eight. Ninety eight. Ninety eight. This Link's Awakening DS came out in ninety eight. What? Fourteenth January, nineteen eighty seven, for <sighs> Zelda Poo. Yeah, there's no Zelda Two. There's Zelda Poo. Wow. Uh, I forget that the Game Boy lifespan was roughly a zillion years. Yeah, it was a long yeah. ass time. It was it, like yeah. twenty years. The Game yep. Boy Advance came out in I I want to say it was ninety nine. The first time I actually saw a reference to a, a Game Boy or Game Boy Advance uh, actually was um, remember uh, the stuff that the monkeys in the beginning of two thousand one used to retake <laughs> their village and their women. That was at, those were actually they weren't bones. Those were Game Boys. <laughs> That's how long this big, thing has big been around. Brick Game Boys, big yeah. brick Game Boys. They just hawked Game you Boys at them. Definitely bludgeon someone to death with those. But the uh, you know the the adjacent tribe probably had Atari Lynxes and one out. <laughs> That's, That's how we got a remake. Ed- instruments. Oh my god! The PS3 is the monolith. <laughs> now we have to totally remake that. 
scene now. It's just it's horrifying. <laughs> I haven't watched that whole movie. By I, the way. Steven Spielberg would do it. Game Boys instead of I have bones, walkie talkies instead of guns. Watch yeah. that movie the whole way through. I, had, I didn't yeah. make it. I mean, the, I don't. I don't know that there's a lot more detail we can go into unless you guys have any th- specific things that you wanted to touch. Quick on. question, actually, we're just before we jump off the 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 subject of Mario Zelda crossovers. How much of this is the how much of this the the whole weirdness of the crossover is the is the result of us in our thirties going having basically the almost John McCain moment of get the illegals off yeah. my lawn kind of concept. <laughs> I mean, like how much of it is that? Because I looked at it and said, you know, it does oddly enough add to the game. I just feel kind of dirty with it there. You guys will have to answer that because I had no problem with the with the crossover of enemies and stuff in the game. I think it was I think it was kind of cool. It was you know it's kind of like it's kind of like playing like Marvel versus Capcom or sure. Capcom, Capcom versus SNK type stuff. Like right. having the extra stuff in there didn't bother me, but it seemed to bother you guys more than it bothered me. When I originally played it, it wasn't that big of a deal. I didn't think much of it, but now I've developed a, a pure hatred towards Yoshi. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I have a pure hatred towards Yoshi. And so when I saw that, even if he was stuffed, you know, the little bit of poo in my glass was not appetizing at all. <laughs> it was still poo. That's fair. I don't know. I think I, I guess this kind of falls into, for me, the whole it was too hybrid for its own good kind of theme that yeah. it, it was, uh, you know, like I said, I don't I don't I have a, a really hard time jumping down on something other than. You know, uh, uh, Blaster Master with the other hate card, especially Zelda. But to be fair, so no jumping tanks in this game, right? Kind of pissed at that. Yeah, Um, yeah, no Sophia three to crucify myself on the side of. But the the problem that I I ran into is like, yeah, I think that it was. I think that this could have been the Zelda that I liked, other than Link to the Past were it not for the fact that they tried to hybridize too much stuff into it. Huh. It was just maybe, and, and I, again, that's why I kind of bring up that word, idiosyncratic, because I think it was an idiosyncratic thing. I don't think it, I don't have a lot of notes about this game when I played it as a kid. On Like, I didn't play it on Game Boy Color. I played it on regular old ghetto-tastic. Sure. And black and white, I mean, it, it didn't really have much of an impression on me one way or the other other than I have a couple of notes about the first dungeon most of them ending in question marks and then (laughs) there was a lot of what the fuck coming off of it which was odd because it was the same thing when I played through it now when I'm much older which kind of terrifies me as to what it says about my developed brain (laughs) Um, (laughs) there's still a lot of question marks coming off this game I don't know if I, I I don't know if I if I hate it but I definitely didn't like it yeah I I, on the other hand, am glad that Christina introduced me to it because I never played it on the Game Boy. Uh, it came out in that weird period where I was already kind of over my Game Boy, right? 90, 98 yeah. was the death, kind of the death knell of the Game Boy Color and everything. It was winding down. Yeah. The Advance came out in, I think, 99 or so. And yeah, I was just like... Um, I never played it because it fell into that area where I had already gotten rid of my my Game Boy colors and stuff, and I, I wasn't really playing console games all that much. And I ended up, you know, I a year later or so, I bought a Game Boy Advance, and I played, you know, I played shit on that all the time. But um, coming back to it now, like I having never played it originally and never formed an opinion about it, I'm really, I really actually kind of enjoyed it. Um, 
as I said, I think it's because it has all the elements that I like about Link to the Past without some of the frustrations. Now, there are other frustrations added in that bothered me, which we've talked about, but um, uh, I'm pleasantly surprised by this game. Mm -hmm. I I think it was a a worthy $5 purchase on, or $6 purchase on on 3DS eShop, so... You know, I, I understand some of some of the complaints, and I agree with them. Especially of all the things that we've talked about, the one complaint that I still have is when every time I run into a rock, I have to go through fucking scrolling text like that. Just that's retarded. Yeah. Um, aside from that, the rest of the game I, I had a lot of fun with, and I'm I'm I want to say that I'd go back and play finish playing through it. I probably won't though. But I, I haven't sure. with I haven't with any of the games that we've done on this show. <laughs> um, with the exception of ActRaiser, actually, I went back and played a bunch of ActRaiser, yes. but I, I've still Did haven't finished. I haven't finished it yet, but I've uh, I'm way deep into it. Really, so, um, balls deep, balls deep in the ActRaiser. And you don't you just don't like this game either? Is it is it um, a two to two to one here? Uh, I am undecided because I remember really liking the game, but not finishing it and being very frustrated. You know, it's it's a pleasant enough game. There are just a lot of inconveniences. I don't think that totally destroys the experience for me, but it's pretty inconvenient. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, if if something like that were in a game that was made today, it would probably be something like Brink. <laughs> <laughs> and people would oh. pan it, right? <laughs> Duke sure. Nukem Forever. Duke <sighs> Nukem Forever, a strip bar slash minigame first-person shooter that was a hajillion years in the making and is not and actually it's terrible. Good. It's yeah. terrible. So. I, I'm half expecting the CEO to. St- Who is that director that would fight people that would pan yeah. his games? Uwe Boll. Uwe Boll. I'm expecting. Oh I'm half expecting the director of the the Duke Nukem game to come and start fighting people. Who oh, the, the guy that directed all these sequences committed suicide uh, upon the third loss of publisher or something. He's he can't be around anymore. Like Gearbox published the game, but I don't think Gearbox actually did a goddamn the, thing the with it. The company's gone. The Gearbox finished an already mostly done game and just finished it up. They didn't. They didn't alter content. I don't think at all. They just said screw it and moved on. Any, anyway, let's, let's wrap yeah. wrap this up. <laughs> I, I I I enjoyed it. You guys didn't. Uh, Christina's gonna. Christina's ears are probably burning right now. And when she <laughs> listens to this show, she's gonna, sorry. Her Christina. head's gonna well, explode. Well, you know, she got to show up. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> defend your child. Link is defended by those who show up. Since the last show, there has been one virtual console release, which actually released this morning, according to the website that I pull my uh, virtual console releases off of, and that's oh. Super EDF Earth Defense Force. Ooh, Fucking super amazing nice game. game. Oh, I um, remember that being really, really cool. Good game. The review on the website where I pull reviews from, or pull the lists from, did not give it a good score. They give it a 6 out of 10. Really? Um, but I've never actually played it. Fuck them. I have, however, heard <laughs> there, there is a new Earth Defense Force game that's a downloadable on xbox live that i've heard is actually really really fun because it also not only is it fun just for normal gameplay but it's got drop in drop in co-op oh Oh, yeah they've Um, they've been they've still been edf is like a ip that's been around for a long time yeah 
So Super Earth Defense Force is 800 points. It's a Super NES game. Um, these guys seem to like it, so go I fucking buy it. I played it a lot. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to blabber on about before we uh, wrap up? No. no. Uh, just one last reminder. Go get your copy of Catherine Reserved. Absolutely. Do it. First off, check out our other podcast. It's Trade Secrets. Uh, it's a comic book podcast. Um, all, half the same crew, me and Andy, are, are on that show along with uh, Joel Simon and, and Bean. Rate us on iTunes. I date her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going steady. Rate us on iTunes. Uh, it'll help us get more listeners, which we desperately need. Review us on Zoom by going to social.zoom.net and doing a review. We need uh, more viewers. We're also available on Stitcher Radio, so you can find us there. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. The main Twitter feed is after the f- at After the Fact Pod. I am Geek Elite. Micatron is at Mr. Atron. Matthew is coin underscore metropole. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash after the fact podcast. Follow us on Tumblr. Um, you can find us on XPLA and PSN or Steam in the case of Micatron. Uh, join the forums on the website, start discussions. And if you guys want to be a part of the show and actually ask us questions that we'll answer on the air, you can email us at after the fact at geekerific.com or you can send us a message on any one of our other portals. Um, Bug me on Steam. Yep. Just to get the first mm-hmm. one taken care of, I'm awesome. single. I'm 33 years old. I'm financially independent. I'm extraordinary. I like playing World of Warcraft at the same time as getting a bow job. I do actually like playing World of Warcraft <laughs> the same as getting a bee. How did you know? You know what, Ed? Steak and BJ day. Do you want to be my date? Steak and BJ day while I'm going Old through a dungeon? Word. <laughs> yeah. When Old Republic comes out, remember Steak and BJ day. <laughs> This has been episode 40 of the After the Fact Podcast. Quality. Thank you, Matthew. You're welcome. Thank you, Micatron. You're welcome. I am Luke, and we're out. 